The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Aaron Rodgers is a guy that even whether you like him or not, he's got enough pelts on the horses, the wall, whatever, general patches, our army, con- I mean, he's got it all. Players General in a lot. patches? I don't know what, what the, the hell, hell they are. General I don't, patches. You know, the things that they put on there to give them. Uh, is that what they're called? Epaulets? Is that what they're called? I don't even know. Great. Yes. Medals? Yeah. Medals? Medals. Sure. Medals medal sounds medals? good. Those medals are good. I like the medals. Yes. Mike Florio. I mean, don't waste your time reading, uh, reading crap like that. Mike Florio. I mean, don't waste your time reading uh Crap like there he like is with Florida. his general I mean, patches. All right, we can stop that. <laughs> I need some nicotine patches after listening to that one. Good Lord. All right, so uh, Aaron Rodgers will be a Jet, uh, a general in the Jets force. I don't know what to call it, but uh, regardless, Brian Gutekunst said some things yesterday at his pre-draft press conference about Aaron Rodgers. Specifically, why was this the right move for the Green Bay Packers to move on from one of the all-time great players in NFL history. Here's Gutekunst. Yeah, I think I think where our team is at. Obviously, Aaron's uh, you know up there in age and has you know yeah, I don't know, however many years he has. I think he's got some really good football left in him. But uh, I think for us, it was just uh, as we got through the off season and started talking about where we wanted to go. Um, this made a little bit of sense for us. We wanted to get his input, like I've told you guys in, in the past, and would have loved to have that and kind of see where he sat with that. Um, that didn't happen. That was a little bit unfortunate and disappointing for me. But at the same time, um, I just think, you know, as we move forward, um, you know, uh, we're really excited where Jordan can go. He needs to play. And uh, having him sit another year, I think, um, would have really delayed kind of, you know, where we're going and what we're trying to build. Talk about not getting the input from Aaron that you wanted. If y'all have had a conversation, do you think this could have ended differently? Or? Yeah, that, that's hypothetical. I, I, who knows? I, like I said, um, but um, you know, would have liked to have it. Didn't have it happen. So that, it kind of is what it is. You know, I have so much respect for for Aaron and, and the, not only the person but the player that he is. And, and there's so much gratitude in what he's done for this organization. 
um, again, it would be it would have been nice to have those conversations. But at the same time, um, over the last few years, I kind of understood that that you know may not happen. He'll want to be one of the best that ever have done it around here, and I have a lot of respect. Um, how he went about it, um, and you know he'll be missed. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, players like that don't come around very often. Um, but at the same time, we're really excited where we're headed and what we're you know, we're moving to do, and, and and wish him nothing but the best. See, the reality is that narrative, that explanation, pushes back against the story that Rogers told six weeks ago tomorrow to Pat McAfee. The idea that when the season ended. They said, we're leave the light on, the door open. Right. If you want to come back, come back. And then something changed after he merged from the darkened room where he went to contemplate his future. And then that's where he went from being 90% retired to 100% committed to playing for someone other than the Packers. The logic fell apart primarily when Rogers later said in that same interview yeah, he right. got some messages during the season whoa 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 wait a minute that cuts against your idea that they still had the red carpet rolled out for you and then Gutekunst saying I tried to talk to the guy repeatedly after the season and he wouldn't return my calls that cuts against this idea that in Roger's mind everything was fine pre-dark room retreat and then when he emerges, he starts catching wind that they were trying to trade him. It just makes the logic of that of that suggestion fall apart. And again, this is part of the myth-making. This is part of the BS that gets put out there to make a story fit a narrative that's more compelling. Hey, guys, I was just going to retire. This isn't my fault. This is your fault. I was just going to walk away. Don't blame me that I'm playing for the Jets. If you just would have honored what you told me when the season ended, I would have retired and we would have been done with it and you wouldn't have to deal with me. It's part of that effort. Even though I don't think he cares as much as he would have a few years ago, it's part of that effort to try to win the hearts and minds of the Packers fans, yeah. and I don't think Packers fans are buying it. I, I, I would agree with that. I mean, it, it is. I, I think it just it came to an end. I think both sides were just sick of each other I, I really do and I do think that you know I, I kind of agree with you there that I think Rogers is yeah a little bit trying to have it both ways and the fact that you know from all due accounts from what Gutenkoost is saying and what we've heard and seen yeah it sounds like Rogers was fed up but he doesn't want to let the public and the Packers fan base know that and he'd rather he'd rather it be blamed on the Packers than him which I get, I do, but you know, yeah, we're not, you know, we're, this is ain't our first rodeo and you're right. I don't think Packer fans are buying that by any stretch of the imagination. Either way, I think both were just the, the way last year went, you know, the, the amount of talk and just the distraction, the Rogers conversation has been over the last few years. And I think last year coming to a head with not good play, you know, some problems with the football team, blowing leads, not making the playoffs, that it was just, that was it. They had had enough, and I don't know what conversation would have really happened or what would have really helped anything in this whole matter anyways because I just get the feel that both had had enough and they threw their hands in the air and said, see you later. And when we rewind three years to the 2020 draft, the virtual draft, in which the Packers wanted Justin Jefferson, the Vikings took him. Then they wanted Brandon Ayuk, but the 49ers traded up and got him. The 49ers' plan C wasn't some other receiver. It was trade up and take Jordan Love. That was when the fuse was lit. 
And as it burned for three years, look at what they got. MVP performance in 2020. MVP performance in 2021. Regression in 22. And the opening they wanted to rip the baton from Aaron Rodgers' hand and give it to Jordan Love. And on the way out the door, 42nd overall pick, 13th pick instead of 15th pick in round one. A round one pick next year if he plays in 11 games. Pretty good deal for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, they didn't win a Super Bowl along the way, but guess what? Only one team does each year if you didn't know that. The other teams still have to find a way to operate and thrive. And I think all in all, for the past three years for the Green Bay Packers, even though it was a headache at times, pain in the butt at times, worked out pretty well. Yeah. And now they start the Jordan Love tenure and they hope that they can do something that I don't think any other franchise has done back to back to back high-end future Hall of Fame quarterbacks of course it's all up to Jordan Love at this point yeah but they've set the table they're making the transition they did exactly with Love what they did with Rodgers draft him in round one in the 20s sit him for three years and then off we go, and let's see what happens. And Jordan Love's going to have the chance now to do it. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm happy for Jordan Love. I can certainly say that. That's all behind him now, and he can just focus on playing football. Hopefully they can get him a little more help in the draft. And that's where I, I know we both are – we have that in common because, man, that, that poor guy got put in a tough situation here the last few years. And you're right. I mean, it's not the wor- – it's, of course, not bad for the Packers. It's not, you know. But at the same time, what I will say, too, is like, you know, and this is this is a Mike Florioism here. I'm going to your world here. Yeah, I know. Oh, and they made it good to now make the next run to be relevant, Mike, so they can be relevant. I, I You know, the context of the matter is you had two of maybe the five greatest quarterbacks in the history of football, and you went to the Super Bowl twice in 20 years because you never go all in. We're always worried about planning seven years down the road. And, oh, we're going to plan so we can be – in the conversation four years from now, instead of just having an owner or somebody go, you know what, we're ready. Our quarterback's unstoppable. If we just give him a little help, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, no, we're going to draft and develop. Draft and we're never going to trade. We're never going to make a trade. We're never going to do anything. And then we're never going to draft anybody that really helps the quarterback out. We're going to ask him to carry the freaking team. And then when he doesn't, we're kind of just going to sit back and let everybody crap on him and just go, eh. See, he couldn't pull us through. He's not Brady. And I want to go, he didn't have the type of help or whatever. So, yeah, yes to your point, but they still piss me off in a lot of ways too. Well, it really is stunning to think that in that chain of 30 years from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, they have two Super Bowl wins, That's three crazy. Super Bowl appearances. Right. It, it's, it's unbelievable. There's only 16 teams in the conference. And they've only made it to the Super Bowl three times with two Hall of Fame all-time great quarterbacks. Like in the upper room, an right? Indictment right. of the rest of the organization. Yeah. 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 Um, and and that, the, the, here's the flip side, too, because somebody emailed during the first segment, yeah. you guys are just wasting your time here because it's not like the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl this year or next year, and they probably won't. But again, they all say they're trying to win the Super Bowl every year. Some truly believe it. The Steelers are the one team where I truly believe that every year they are going all in in an effort to win the Super Bowl within reason. They're not doing the crazy drunken Rams approach where you completely mortgage your ability to win in the future to try to win just one. But Rams catching a stray there. Sorry, Rams. But <laughs> the Jets are just trying to be relevant. They're just trying to not sink. 
Look at the AFC right now. Look at their division. Look at all the great quarterbacks in that conference. Remember last year, it was all the great players from the NFC going to the AFC. Well, there's another one this year now. Aaron Rodgers goes from the NFC to the AFC. I mean, look at the quarterbacks in the NFC. Look at the quarterbacks in the AFC. The Jets had to do something to just have a chance. I don't expect them to go to the Super Bowl. Chris, we've talked about this before, but now the great scrum is going to ensue among all the networks. We stay out of it, but we would not be doing our jobs if we don't point out that NBC, CBS, Fox, ESPN, slash ABC, and Amazon are all going to be pulling their own end of the rope trying to get as many Jets games as they can. This is the first year that there isn't that default AFC-CBS package where you're going to get the bulk of the Jets games on one network. They're all open season. And the Jets have two games against the Bills, two games against the Dolphins, two games against the Patriots. They host the Eagles. They host the Chiefs, the two Super Bowl teams from last year. They play at Dallas. Are you kidding me? Thanksgiving Day at Dallas. They play at the Giants. They play at Russell Wilson and the Broncos. They play at the Raiders, a team that was in the mix at one point for Aaron Rodgers. They play at the Browns and Deshaun Watson. This is a great, great schedule. Their road games, there isn't a bad road game. The only road Apple home games, and they're not even, I mean, it's still Aaron Rodgers playing for the New York Jets. The Commanders, we don't know what they're going to be. The Falcons, maybe they're going to be very interesting this year. The Chargers, that's a good game, so I don't want to write that one off. And the Texans. So not a lot of easy wins, a lot of compelling games. And the Jets, Chris, I think are going to be this year's version of the Broncos where you're going to turn on the TV every weekend. There's going to be a standalone game featuring the New York Jets. Yeah, there could be. I expect better results than the Broncos. And, you know, I I, I think this move is... You know, again, I don't know what it's going to amount to either, but I, I think it's more than a just like, hey, let's be relevant move. I think they're they're all they're going all into what you're talking about, Mike. You know, whether that works or not, I, I don't know. Like you said, the AFC is it's as good as we've ever seen in my lifetime. I've never seen the AFC like this. It's probably the 70s since the last time it's been this dominant. So you look at that and the players they got. Yeah, I know nothing's assured, but I will give them credit and say this this is an all in move. I mean, they have a top five defense in football, right? You know, you go through their offensive roster, and when healthy, you go, damn, that, that's a pretty damn good group they got right there. Uh, you know, they gave money to Lazar. You know, they got McCole Harbin in free agency. You know, I, I, I look at them and go, no, I think they are going all in. Now, whether that works, I don't know. You know, their divisions may be the toughest in football, and like you said, the conference is brutal. But uh, I will give them respect for – you know, pulling the trigger and making a move. And maybe that's why also they, you know, paid a little more than they should have to make it happen. Because I think they look at themselves and say, damn, we're ready. Let's make this go right now and, and strike. Well, and they won't have to give up any draft pick compensation for Randall Cobb or Mercedes Lewis, the likely next two additions to the New York Jets. On the Cobb issue, that's something else that Gutekunst was asked about yesterday. Because remember when Rodgers was almost going to retire right before 2021 training camp. He did his airing of grievances in the press room, really went all in on going off against the front office for 20-plus minutes. And then next thing you know, they bring back Randall Cobb, who had signed with the Texans. They traded for him to bring him back to Green Bay. Gutekunst was asked if he now has more control over the roster, given that Aaron Rodgers, who wanted to put a spoon in the stew, from a personnel standpoint, is now gone. Here's Gutekunst. 
I want to say that because I don't want to really look at it as control. I think obviously we did some things for a player who felt he needed that to just succeed, right? And that won't really change. Um, but I do think that there's lessons learned throughout that that will probably apply differently, uh, and especially like I think as Matt and I continue, to, we all, we're always looking back and saying, how can we get better? How can we do things differently? Um, are there trickle-down effects from how we do things? And um, we'll certainly continue to do that. A player who felt he needed that. Not that we felt we needed it. The player felt he needed that. He wanted a security blanket. He wanted a binky. He wanted a buddy there. And, you know, that's one of the flaws in the overall Aaron Rodgers persona and psyche. And I don't want to try to psychoanalyze the guy. But if you're on an NFL team, that's not the place to have a clubhouse. That's not a place to have your buddies. That's a place where you go play football. And you understand that every year there's a chance guys you've befriended are going to leave. And that's how it works. It is that machine of interchangeable parts, and they always will be changed. And you're going to have relationships that are altered by the fact that you're no longer on the same team. And and look, I, I get it that that camaraderie goes a long way. But, you know, Chris, he just has had an, an unusual obsession with having certain players with him. There aren't other quarterbacks that really act that way or talk that way. They understand you're going to change guys out. We just keep moving. We just keep moving. I'll make friends with the new. You know, it's like going to a new school. I'll make friends with the kids at the new school. I'll just do what I have to do. But, you know, he forced that Randall Cobb trade. And and remember, he bristled at the idea that he had a wish list of players. He acted like it was a ransom note to the Jets. It was a wish list. And I, I expect Randall Cobb is going to be signed by the Jets probably in the days after the draft. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of expecting it too. I don't know. They don't need them. That, that's, you know, it, I, I hear you. I, I don't know. I feel like it's always been a kind of a bigger, you know, bigger play at hand of just showing his power or a little bit or just something to appease that, to just go, hey, look, I, I, they listen to me on something. I, I, that's what it almost felt like. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you and all your thoughts there. I mean, hey, a lot of quarterbacks want their guys, right? They want their guys. But usually, you know, they want their guys when they're still good. I think that's what's funny a little, too. I mean, he's wanted some guys where you're like, eh, well, I mean, Brady was best friends with Antonio Brown at the end. Uh, not because they were, like, best friends, because he was like, damn, he's awesome. He's going to help me in football, too, right? Yeah, he brought Gronk in. Oh, yeah, okay, Gronk, because it's like, okay, well, still, Gronk still even – when missing a year in football is going to be one of the five best tight ends in football when he suits up and plays. So yeah, I, I don't understand that either, Mike. I don't, um, but I'll be interested. I'm, I'm not sold that it's definitely going to happen here with the New York jets. Uh, but, but yeah, there's definitely a part of me that's kind of like, eh, it probably will happen. So one of these guys to make him happy. Bottom line though. And you mentioned this a couple times in the first segment, and I made a mental note to bring it up. And I kept forgetting. Yeah. I finally remembered. You said, I think at one point, they don't want Zach Wilson to be in charge of the offense during the offseason program. They want to have this done. They want to have Rodgers there. Do we even know he's going to be there? Do we know, know. he's going no. to show up? You're right. I, 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 now, when this all first came up six weeks ago, we were a month away from the offseason program. And I said, hey, one of the first questions at the press conference where everyone who covers the Jets, the Giants, and anyone else is going to be jammed into that room, and I still hope Rodgers 
pays proper homage to the Tim Tebow, say the word excited or some form of it 45 times. I hope he does that. But uh, is someone going to say to him, will you be at OTAs? And what will his response be? You know, Odell Beckham Jr. danced around it a couple of weeks ago in his introduction with the Ravens. I want to know, is Aaron Rodgers showing up now? And and if he does, and if he's committed to being there for the offseason program, that's another sign that the Packers went ahead and pissed him off. And he understands, even though he's channeling his frustration with the Packers, he's going to be there because he knows he needs that to develop the right relationships with this new generation of players that will be his friends moving forward. He yeah. is the kid right. in the new school. He better get to class and not just rely upon Alan Lazard spreading the word that when Aaron Rodgers gets here, everything will be fine. Rodgers has to get there himself and make those relationships. That's the one thing that I hope he learned from last year. You got young kids who grew up watching you on TV. They're going to be freaked out when you show up, just like Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs were last year in Green Bay. And look how long it took for them to calm yeah. down. And look what happened when they did. He needs to be there from, from day one after that trade is official and the offseason program is underway. He needs to be there getting to know those guys and getting them to calm down so they can face this daunting schedule of games they have in 2020. Oh, I, I, I'm with you 100% there. I mean, you, you said it right. All the reasons we talked about. And, hey, he's got a chance there with Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator. To you know, It, it can be a jump-off spot to get everybody on the same page right away. Hey, we're instilling a little, some new offense. we got some new terminology. It's not too different than what we had and we got our new quarterback. He's giving us signals and little checks as we learn the plays and do all that. Please. I mean, you talked about in the first segment, right, how great a job it is that he's wearing number eight. Or no, it was earlier this segment. It's great. It was a great first step to the fan base, everything. I mean, if he's not there at OTAs to start, I, I mean, he might as well wear number 12 then just to screw over everything he did. Because what's going to happen if he's not there at OTAs? Every... Every Jet fan that listens to sports radio, everything, they're going to be calling Boomer Esiason on W. Hey, hey, Rodgers is a bum. Rodgers is a bum. $60 million that he doesn't even show up for OTAs. He's a bum. Why did we trade for him? This guy is a bum. I'm telling you. It's, it's going to take over the area if he does that. So he's playing with fire if he doesn't show up and show his face and be there at least at the OTA part, portion of the offseason. And I don't remember whether or not he was showing up for off-season workouts before the Packers drafted Jordan Love three years ago. I don't remember it being a thing. It became a thing after that. So maybe it was just a manifestation of the fact that he's pissed off at the team, and this is a way you can express it. I just won't show up for the off-season program. I'm only going to be there for the things I have to be. Remember, the first year he was really pissed off, 21, he wasn't even there for the mandatory minicamp. Yeah, and right. Whether they find him or not, who knows? But last year he was at least there for the mandatory minicamp and otherwise not present before training camp. I just think that if he's seriously motivated to try to be the best quarterback, best teammate, and have the best team that he can, there's no reason not to be there. And don't tell me it's voluntary, people. I'm not saying this to you, Chris. I'm saying, oh, it's voluntary, it's voluntary. You either want to be the best you can be or you don't. Voluntary is just a label. It's a CBA term. The people who want to be great are going to be there. They're going to be there. And if there's no other evidence of it, we have the bright line example from last year. What Patrick Mahomes did with his guys and how the season turned out 
post-Tyree Kill and what Aaron Rodgers didn't do with his guys and how the season turned out post-Avontae Adams. There's value in it, and if you're truly concerned about being great, you're going to be there, and you're going to be around those guys because you need them to get comfortable with you. Hey, you may be able to breeze in and know this play. Oh, I know the offense. Nathaniel Hackett, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. These other guys are like, oh, my God, it's Aaron Rodgers. I, don't even, I haven't even met the guy yet, and I have to go run this seven route and try to catch the pass from him, and I hope that I do it right. Otherwise, he's going to be mad at me. That's what you need to avoid, exactly. and that's where he needs to – th- I, th- I thought he was smart enough to figure that out, Chris. I, maybe I gave him more credit. I'm not trying to be passive-aggressive here. It really makes me wonder that I give him more credit than I should have because you would think that he would understand the impact of his presence on his teammates. That's why he needs to be there. I, I think that you know you, you you said a lot of good things there, and you're I'm a hundred percent with you. I do think he's had off seasons where he wasn't there at all OTAs, and he's gotten away with it most of his career. Last year, yeah, it was egg in your face a little bit because it was two young receivers too, and you didn't help it out. Here, well, this is more of a similar situation to last year again, right? So that's where uh, you know I'm with you all the way. Uh, you know he he needs to be there for for a ton for a million different reasons. And uh, hopefully he is, and the Jets can then put their best foot forward and feel confident about themselves and where they are at as a team as they go into training camp and start up for the, for the regular season. All right, we still have a little more Jets, Packers, trade aftermath to do in the form of a grab bag that we're going to motor through. Pete was killing topics from it, and I said, no, 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 no. Let's still do it. So we've reached a compromise. We're going to take a break. When we return, a grab bag of items of questions of takes that we'll go through in the aftermath of this trade. Specific things about what happens next. We'll take a break. We'll do that when PFT Live continues right after this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. You're actually in the best mood when you sit down at like 6.59 and 40 seconds, and then you have a standard joke that you throw out. Shit, I had more time. Could add a cup of coffee. Huh. It's 6.59 and 40 seconds. I had enough time to do something else. <laughs> oh, that was late today. Oh, wow. I didn't realize how late it was. I thought it was early today. We used to have a joke on the afternoon show where Matt Casey would say something like, 
I can't remember how it would set up. Anybody got any questions? That's what he would say. Got any questions right before air? And I'd say, do I have enough time to go to the bathroom? And it was like 30 seconds before air. So uh, we don't use that one anymore. But maybe I should bring it bring it back. Okay. Uh, but uh, but you know what? All I need all I need is a bottle, really. Uh, so oh, that's thanks. An that's what I want. Uh, that's right. That's, that's all you need. Well, I mean, listen. If you want to, if you want to increase our viewers, that's clearly water. And our I'm not nearly hydrated enough that that's not water. Hey, I mean, you do. We do have a phrase on the show here. And when in doubt, whip it out. I mean, you peeing into a bottle right here on live TV would be great. I mean, it would do Wouldn't it be wonders. Funny, though? Show. Here's what I could do. What I could do is I could get a. Bo- I should not show the label because we don't want to give any free advertising uh but i could get a bottle of water and then i could have a prop bottle that has gatorade in it and i could create the impression that that's what i did all right did i ever tell you the story i know we got to move but when i ran the new york marathon in 1998 man they 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 put you at staten island down in like this big park because that's where it all starts on the staten island bridge right and as they move you from that staging area up toward the bridge as you're making your way up these bottles are flying overhead over this fence. People are throwing their water bottles. And I looked up and I realized as they were flying overhead, that's not water in those bottles. Anyway, uh, thankfully they all cleared the fence. None of them hit the fence and exploded. Welcome to Staten uh, Island. uh, Off we go. Yeah. These are all the people that came from all over the world to run in the New York. Eh, That's probably Staten Island. people. Staten Island thing. Uh, This is a, this is a, when you put, Pee when in the bottle, thirty thousand like people Staten Island thing. on an island for three hours. <laughs> things happen. Okay, uh, grab bag for the Aaron Rodgers trade. Aaron Rodgers is the best Jets quarterback since who or whom, as the case may be. Oh wow, uh, Aaron Rodgers, the best Jets quarterback since. Mm. I, I mean, I, it's hard not to go Brett Favre right there. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say Brett Favre for right now. I don't think – I'm not going to say Sanchez. He's not getting billing there. It's Brett Favre or Vinny Testaverde. I'll go Brett Favre. Yeah, I think it is Brett Favre. That one year they had with Brett Favre. And I was thinking about this earlier. Under the Aaron Rodgers trade terms, the Packers would have gotten a first-round pick for Brett Favre because he took at least 65% of the snaps. The problem is, remember that season started great? Yeah. You played them when you were with the Titans. Titans. They were the one seed. There was talk between Brett Favre and his partially torn biceps tendon. And remember when Plexico Burris accidentally shot himself in the leg in the Manhattan nightclub? That's when the Giants, who were on track to be the one seed, fell apart. There was Jets-Giants Super Bowl talk in 08. Right. And uh, Favre got that injury, and it fell apart, and they didn't make the playoffs that year. But I think Favre, the the best quarterback pre-Aaron Rodgers. They've been struggling ever since then to get the answer that they need. All right, what's more likely? Rodgers is going to be closer to the MVP form that we saw in 2020 and 2021, or he's going to be the guy that we saw last year who wasn't quite an MVP. I'm going 2021 here. Uh, For all the reasons you've always explained, we've always explained, he's a chippy dude. You know, he wants to prove people wrong. It's a new, fresh start. We've seen what that can do. You know, we still are only two years away from – Hey, Tom Brady, or, you know, three years from that, Tom Brady, new team, Bucks, Matthew Stafford, new teams, Rams, Super Bowl wins for both of them. You know, I think all the motivation and the talent of the team, I expect more of the 2021 form than than last year. Yeah, I think motivated, determined, pissed off. You make this guy mad, and he's going to be more locked in. He's going to be more focused, and he's going to do what he has to do. One thing I didn't mention earlier, I wrote about this yesterday. There's a 
technically 25% chance he goes back to Lambeau Field in 2024 if he's still playing for the Jets because they're in that that weird scheduling formula for the 17th game where you play one team from a division in the other conference. The way it works out next year, it's AFC East, NFC North. If they finish in the same spot this year, Packers-Jets, they play next year at Lambeau Field, even though they played there last year. So another reason maybe for Aaron Rodgers to come back, because he'll know before he makes his decision where the Jets are playing their games, who they're playing in 2024. All right, true or false, the Jets' 2023 version is the best supporting cast Aaron Rodgers has ever had. Hmm. Ooh, that's that's a good one here. I, off the top of my head, I kind of want to say yes, but I'm not quite sure I'm ready to go down that angle. I mean, all right, so here's, here's the defense is, is, is certainly in that conversation where you could go, this is the best defense maybe he's ever had. And then you get under the weapons on the offensive side of the ball, and it's up there. Now, listen, when they were in like 2014, right, when they had 2014, 2015, he did have uh, a young Devontae Adams who wasn't contributing a ton yet. He did have Randall Cobb. Right, and then he did have Jordy Nelson. That was a pretty good crew right there. But man, overall, I think there's there's more potential for this group right here to do danger. It's a it's a more dangerous group overall. But it's close. I mean, come, some of those Jets, I mean Packers offenses in 2014, 2015, they were damn good. It was a good offensive line. But I'd probably give the edge to the Jets. I think when with overall potential and explosive nature, and then you add the defensive side onto that. I, I think that it's hard to it's hard. say that the the supporting cast when they haven't played a game yet is better than the team that won a Super Bowl in yeah, twenty ten. Right. So I, right. I'm I can't I can't go there yet. I think it's T B D. Um Jets are the second favorite behind the Bills to win the AFC East. Do you agree with that that set of odds that the Jets behind the Bills uh, come in second to win that division. Mm, man, it's close. I think I'd still give the Dolphins the edge, but barely. I don't know. That's that's just how I feel. That Dolphins roster, I still look at that and go, even as much as I love the Jets roster, I think the Dolphins one is still better. And then I think there's the, you know, the 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 other factor of the Dolphins with Vic Fangio on defense now, and of course Mike McDaniel and his offense a genius. You know, I can't put the Jets offense on that level yet I can't so I would still go with the Dolphins as the the second team there in the AFC East um you know I I I don't disagree with you the thing that is stunning to me Patriots plus 750 bringing up the rear after they dominated that division for 20 years they are now squarely in the basement on paper they 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 have a chance to pick someone off but and maybe it'll be the Jets. Maybe Wouldn't that be something if, after all this, the Jets end up in last place in the AFC East? When you look at that schedule, it isn't out of the question, although they do have the fourth-place schedule. Remember, we talked about multiple teams making it to the playoffs. They have that schedule where they all play every team in the AFC West. They play every team in the NFC East. It is a tough, tough schedule. And they cannibalize each other, these good teams, twice against each other. That makes it hard as well for anyone other than the division champion to get out of there into the postseason. The Packers have the worst odds to win the NFC North. Do you agree with that, that they bring up the rear among the Bears, Lions, and Vikings? I, I don't agree with that. First off, 
You know, the Packers down year, you know, whatever, injuries, didn't play their best, blew some opportunities. I I, think, I still think the Packers can be, you know, a, a, a nuisance in the NFC. I do not agree with them pulling up the rear. I do think at least they should be up above the Bears. And then, you know, I, I'm not so sure. I mean, really, when, I, when you go roster and player for player, I don't think it's that far off within the Vikings. So I'm going to say third for right now. But I don't think the gap between the Vikings and the Packers is that huge, really. I was doing something yesterday, and I was asked if I was starting a team right now, what coach would I hire? And I really struggled because all the best coaches are older. And, you know, if I'm starting a team now, I want guys who are going to be around. I ultimately settled on Sean Payton because he's late 50s. I'd get 15 years out of him because Belichick and Carroll out of the question, right? But then it dawned on me. I want Matt LaFleur. Perfect combination of success and age. I know he's going to be with me for a long time. I don't want to be an ageist here, but I'm trying to plan for the future. I want somebody that I know is going to be around, and I know LaFleur is going to be there for a long time, and he was 13-3, and 13-3, and 13-4, and four with this Aaron Rodgers dysfunction yeah. roiling. I mean, I remember when he got that job, I thought, oh, God, Aaron Rodgers is going to chew him up and spit him out, and he found a way to navigate around Aaron Rodgers. So, I say that because I'm not writing off the Packers because Matt LaFleur can work magic with this situation. Matt LaFleur may be a better coach without having to tiptoe on eggshells around the delicate genius. It, it, yeah, it, it may liberate you. him as you a coach. Open him up, right. he, he may be better than he's ever been. He can finally run his offense the way he wants to. You know, One of the reasons is Daniel Hackett failed in Denver. He was too deferential to Russell Wilson because he didn't want to go through the same crap they went through in Green Bay when they had to be deferential to the delicate genius. So, uh, so much for me and Aaron getting along. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I th- so yeah, I agree with you. They should not be bringing up the rear. That may be a good bet to make if you're, you're gonna, inclined. You're going to take LaFleur over Shanahan and McVay and, and Sirianni. I'm just, I'm just, I just found that a curious comment. Yeah. I just wanted to throw yeah. it out there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, well, well, yes. Sirianni hasn't done enough yet for me to put him in that list. And, uh, I mean, you ask me the question, I'll give you the answer. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm cooled off on McVeigh. He's got to prove himself to me again. And uh, you got Kyle's a little too stubborn when it comes to the quarterback position. I think it's hurting him. So, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm no longer in the Kyle Shanahan is the next Bill Belichick mode. I used to be, but I'm not anymore. Get All that right. Super Bowl win, and maybe I'll change my mind. But he's, he's, it's, 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 something's wrong with the quarter. Something's, something's haywire with the quarterback position. You, you pulled me there. You, you pulled me there, uh, but they, 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 they just can't solve that quarterback situation, and I think at some point it's on him. All right. Uh, what's more likely, the Jets win the AFC or the Packers win the NFC? Ooh. Like the whole divi- the whole conference? Well, that – Yes. The whole yes, the trophy. damn thing. The ugly Monopoly piece trophy. <laughs> that ugly trophy. They The trophies were fine, and they have that oversized Monopoly piece now. Which one's more likely to be holding that Monopoly piece? Remember when Bill Belichick had it, he just kind of threw it off to the side. Well, I, I, I'm going with the Jets here for sure. I mean, the Jets' potential is is great. Wow. It is. I am. I mean, if I could see one team out of these two, right? I, I'd like, I could see the Jets, you know, reaching their potential and being one of the best teams in the AFC. I think that's probably why Woody and everybody, the Woody Johnson and Salah and everybody made the move. I think that's where they look at it. And, you know, I, I think on paper, hey, that potential's there. The Packers, I can't, I can't quite say that. And then also, I just go, damn, they got, 
you know, the Eagles in that conference and the and the 49ers still that I think are clearly on another level from them as a football team. So that's where I go Jets, even though I know the AFC is awesome. I just uh, – their talent's pretty damn good. It's real. I, I disagree with you. I got to say the Packers because of the fact that you've got Mahomes, you've got Josh Allen, you've got the Dolphins where they are right now. If Tua stays healthy, you've got Joe Burrow. Murderer's row it to is. get through, to yeah. navigate the postseason. And who on that team has any experience other – than Aaron Rodgers. And what's his experience in recent years? Fail to capitalize. Fail to perform. Get too cautious. Get too careful. The weight of the moment is on his shoulders. He doesn't play in the postseason like he plays in the regular season. I, I, I'll I, go Packers. And by the way, by the way, there's a chance the Packers and the Jets play before next year. It's a 25% chance they play in 24 it's a slimmer chance they play this year in the Super Bowl. The odds are 200 to 1, a.k.a. plus 20,000 Jets Packers in Super Bowl 58. Super Bowl 58. Had to stop and think for a second. Decade or two off. Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, look, if we want the ultimate outcome to this season, then sign me up. All due respect to the other 30 teams, sign me up for Jets Packers at the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Green versus green, and all the fans can go to Vegas and lose all their green. Sounds good to me. I'm, I'll be there. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but if you bet it now, you can win some green yep. at plus 20,000 Jets Packers. Isn't it worth Again, I don't bet. I don't even think we can. I'm not interested. I enjoy the sport without having to have skin in the game, and I'm too damn cheap. But, boy, it would be tempting to put $10 just for just for craps and giggles. I'm trying to be good today now that they're firing cable hosts left and right. Craps and giggles. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you knew I was going to get it in somewhere. Got it in. I'd put $10 on that. All right. Uh, one more. True or false? Aaron Rodgers is the third best quarterback. Hey, this doesn't make sense. He's the third best quarterback in the NFC behind Hertz and Dak. He's not in the NFC anymore. <laughs> I don't understand the true or false. I mean, Pete, Pete, are you kidding me? Did right. our producer of our NFL show just ask if Aaron Rodgers is up there with Hertz and Dak in the NFC? I mean, are you kidding me? Jeez right, Louise. Take a break. <laughs> yeah, let's take a break. <laughs> by the way, by the way, Chris's mock draft is out. He posted his yesterday afternoon. Peter King's yesterday morning. I've got one in my email inbox that I need to set up and post. But there's Chris. Interesting, interesting choices. Uh, where do you have Stroud going? All the way to number eight to the Falcons. Interesting. Bijan Robinson, 10 to the Eagles. I like it. I like That's the thing. It's it's very plausible, but all it takes is one pick. That's why I hate mock drafts. All it takes is one pick to go not as you planned, and the whole thing goes haywire. No, that's that's the that's the. I mean, again, yesterday just proved that, right? It's it's haywire now. I mean, there you go. Everybody that did a Monday mock draft or one that released yesterday is already ruined and changes it. So you know, it, it's it's interesting. I, I have the the Packers at fifteen taking. Dalton Kincaid, you know, who I think is a phenomenal tight end, but has some injury little concerns there. You know, are they moving up maybe to assure themselves of getting him? 
Well, or are they moving up because they're scared, hey, like I have here in this scenario, that the Raiders take a tackle, the, the Patriots take a tackle, and now they're maybe stuck with a guy they don't love a tackle. Uh, the, that, that's what has jumped to, to my mind. And as you see there, the Jets, if that's the route they want to go, and the Jets, I mean, they could use a tackle too. I understand that. I don't think it's as desperate. But the D tackle is one position you look at their team and go, ooh, there could be, they could use an upgrade right there. And that dude right there fits their scheme and makes sense. And I think by all due accounts, would doesn't I think he'll be on the board, 13 or 15. So maybe that's why they made the move, but we'll see Thursday night. All right, we need to take a break and regroup now that we've devoted 90 minutes of the program to the Aaron Rodgers trade. We'll have something for you that has something to do with the National Football League when PFT Live continues right after this. Charles, the first time you've seen some of the teammates, coaches, staffers for a long time. What was the reaction from them when they first saw you today? Yeah, they said I had a nice suit. <laughs> now you're the highest paid player in the league. I mean, how satisfying is that for you? Yeah, I think uh, money is nice. Championships are better. Championships are great. And by the way, again, it's $51 million in new money. It's $43 million at signing. Tomato, tomato, but it's not quite what it seems. And now that the contract is signed, they had the press conference yesterday. Contract is done. We'll get the full details and do the full breakdown. It's been a week now, so it's going to be hard to catch up to what's already out there. But we'll do the full breakdown, and we'll know what it's worth, and more importantly, when the Eagles can move on from Jalen Hurts. One of the other topics that came up yesterday, Chris, relates to the idea of fully guaranteed contracts. You know, it's becoming more and more clear that the Deshaun Watson deal is the outlier. It's the aberration. It's the unicorn. It's not going to happen again. So Hurts was asked, why did you sign a longer-term contract, six years in all, that wasn't fully guaranteed? Here's what Jalen Hurts had to say. Well, obviously, I think um, you look at all the great teams around there, and I won't get too much into detail. But you look at all the great teams and great players, um, it takes a village. It takes a village. And, um, you know, I know that last year, I mean, in my first three years, but just, just playing around the different guys that I've been able to play around, um, we got something special going on. And, um, you know, we, we, we all want to do it for a long time. So that was important to me to, to, to take that approach with it. Hey, coach's son, spoken like a coach's son. It's about the whole team. And this is that tension that's always there in a salary-capped environment. I need to get mine, but I need to have enough left over to make sure there's a team of great players around me. Whether or not the fact and, – and, again, it's hard to characterize him as taking less because of that $51 million per year because people are going to look at it and say, oh, he didn't take less. He got every last dollar he could. But the way it's structured, the way it's paid out, the way the guarantees work – and the fact that it's a six-year deal, Chris. Yeah. He could have made it harder. Deeper into it, he's right. going to be underpaid. Right. Not right. overpaid. Yeah, I, I agreed. I mean, he certainly could have made things harder on the Eagles and, and drove a harder bargain by just what we know or what we've seen to this point. You know, I know, you, like you said, we're going to get the details there. But, you know, either way, I, you know, I think what, what you said there, as coach's son, what we've seen from Jalen Hurts, that's who he is. He, he's a great leader. He knows that it's not all him. You know, he he does. He recognizes the team aspect because of, yeah, 
again, the coach's son. He grew up with a coach. It's a team sport. It's the ultimate team sport. And he's smart enough to realize that and and not let his, you know, again, I don't want to say ego or selfishness or, you know, uh, or, or wanting too much money get in the way. I'm never mad at somebody capitalizing on getting their their money, but he's willing to sacrifice some of those things and a, and a few dollars to make sure that, you know, the team is still good. And he'd rather have some of those accomplishments rather than, you know, maybe a few extra million dollars when it's all said and done. And I respect that. I know that's not for everybody. That's the way I am. But uh, I'm certainly not surprised to see Jalen Hurts take that route. And it's easier to get a guy who was the 53rd overall pick, wasn't a top five pick, didn't have that huge contract coming out to pounce on the offer that is made. The yeah, Eagles made the too. big offer at right. the right moment. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles it didn't need to because what Jalen Hurts got yesterday or last week, what he talked about yesterday is something far and away greater than what he ever would have envisioned just three years ago when he was entering the NFL draft and fell out around one. Let's take a break. John Lynch says Trey Lance will be a 49er this season, unless, of course, he isn't. The pre-draft press conference from the 49ers GM will break that down when PFT Live continues right after this. Brock Purdy got to support the local team at the Giants game. Waving the arm. How's that elbow? How's that elbow? Stand up. Show us the elbow. Show us the scar. How are you doing? Throw a football. Brock Purdy. Up, up, careful. Don't don't hit his hand too hard. So Brock Purdy gets a little ovation. He did great things last year. It's a shame what happened to him in the NFC Championship, but he's clearly the guy, Chris. That's the key. He's their guy. That permeated the John Lynch pre-draft press conference yesterday. Purdy is their guy. Yep. Two years after, everything they gave up to get Trey Lance, they get Purdy with a flyer as the final pick in the draft. He's their guy. Yes, he is. There's no question about that. Uh, you, you can you can hear about it with, with what Shanahan said right at the owners' meeting. Hey, if he's healthy, he's number one. He's taking the reps. You know, I can speak to you know my private conversations with Kyle Shanahan and how much respect he has for Bur- Brock Purdy and that he does think he found something here. Uh, you know, for the future in their football team. So yes, he is their guy. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I think they were you know pleasantly surprised. You know, not only by the human and all that, and I think they knew he was smart, but the fact that he, he was so cool and calm under pressure, he had such a natural feel for the football game, and then could deal with a psycho like Shanahan, who's always, hey, put this play in, put this play in, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, and he can handle that. So I think that's where Shanahan sees the potential for growth and, you know, him to be the, the starter for a long time. Um, Trey Lance is the guy who was supposed to be the starter. Trey Lance reportedly available in trade or they've been fielding calls, not making, not making fielding. (laughs) We're not trying to trade him. We're just answering the phone. Here's John Lynch talking about Lance's current status with the 49ers from yesterday. Trey and I have talked and and we're on the same page and Trey knows exactly where the situation is. Are offers made or is it just kind of feeling you guys out? You know, I think there's there's a lot of smoke, really. It hasn't been extremely active and it's not like we've put it out there that, hey, we're taking offers for Trey. Call 1-800. You know, like it's that's not been the process. Uh, You know, people's job in this is to ask questions. Has that been has that happened on a couple occasions? Sure. 
but um, hasn't been that sub substantive. Is it accurate to say your expectation is Trey, Lan Trey Lance is going to be on the roster throughout the 2000? Yeah, absolutely. I, I expect Trey to be here, and uh, you know we're excited about Trey's ability to compete and uh, what he can do for our franchise, just as we were when we drafted uh, Trey. And and um, you know, I think the only thing that's changed this offseason is that Trey's gone and got himself healthy. He was injured last year. He's done a really good job of doing that. He's done some different things in terms of his training this offseason. He's very encouraged by that. And we'll see when we get an opportunity to get out there on the field with him. But we have every reason to be encouraged as well. Yeah, look, I don't expect them to trade him. They have him at a low cost. They have all their quarterbacks collectively, low cost. Trey Lance, third year of a, a, a slotted deal. Even though it was third overall, third overall isn't what it was pre-2011. Sam Darnold, $4.5 million. Brock Purdy in that bottom of the seventh-round contract. They're in a great spot to keep all three guys and see what happens. We talked about that last week. Why would you move on from Trey Lance? You learned last year you need your third-string quarterback. You never know when he's going to be your guy. And you never know what's going to happen when he gets a chance to be the guy. Maybe that's what Trey Lance needs. Maybe he needs a Brock Purdy scenario where they just kind of turn to him and say, well, you're all we got. Go out and see what you can do. And he goes out and plays well with no pressure. So I don't see it happening. You know, if someone's going to blow them away, so be it. But we know how they are about quarterbacks. We know they want too much. They're going to have him this year. And then they'll make a decision after 2023 where he's going to be in 2024. Yeah, I think that's right. I Listen, I think they got the trade offer right now. They do it, right? I mean, they expect him to be a 49er because they did not get any expected phone calls or offers for Trey Lance. You know, I think they would. I think the fact that they've even broached this conversation says it all. It says it all. I mean, this is a guy that they drafted at number three. They traded away three first-round picks, right? It's It's year three. And he was open for trade conversations. They were open for business. I mean, if that doesn't say it all, I don't know what else does. You know, to, to what you just said there at the end, Mike, he kind of had that opportunity in the spring and in training camp. And damn, he didn't take advantage of it or make anybody feel comfortable. So they were like, damn, we, we actually got to bring back the guy we said we did not want to bring and we were so sick of and everything else. We got to have Jimmy Garoppolo back because it ain't working out here. Uh-oh. So... I think a lot is, you know, I, I don't expect them to be moved because of a lot of the things we've talked about in the past, too, with Trey Lance. One, you know, I don't think there was a, a ton of teams in the Trey Lance camp when he was coming out in the draft. I think he had a few, right? But there was flaws there. I mean, there's a reason I had him as the number five quarterback in the first round that year. There was questions about his throwing, lack of play time, rawness, all of it. And now here we are, year three, and he hasn't played football in two years again. You know, how could there be great value for the players? So, yeah, I think they're going to have to suck it up and take it on the chin right now and hope he develops. And if that opportunity presents itself like you talked about, hopefully at that time he can be ready to go and take advantage and, and maybe show us all why he was the number three pick. The issue first emerged early this offseason because at some point John Lynch made the comment in reference to Trey Lance trade potential we'll consider everything that's right. what we do well one right. thing they won't consider is a trade of Nick Bosa <laughs> Lynch said yesterday no. that hotline is closed it never opened there are certain players who are untouchable you're not trading Nick Bosa Trey Lance maybe Nick Bosa no you know he was also asked about Lamar Jackson that they at least thought about it because you think about everything but but again 
why would you want to put yourself in a spot where you got that much money and even more draft picks devoted to your quarterback position? You already burned off right. three ones and a three for Trey Lance. You're not going to throw more to try to get a guy that you're going to have to pay a bunch of money to. Who knows how much? Who knows what he's going to want? And wait until he gets a load of the California personal income tax rate of 13.3%. So that that's never going to happen. You would So you consider it because it's quarterback and he's an MVP, but – probably dismissed pretty quickly by Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, Chris. I, I would think so. Man, they got some big contracts on their roster. They're a team that's shown that, you know, hey, we know that they they need a quarterback, but they're not like one of those teams that's like, oh, so dependent on their quarterback, we don't know what can would happen without them. Uh, you know, Shanahan and them have shown they, they can do it. Their team's real. Yeah, I don't think they're looking to do anything like Lamar Jackson and all that. And then Nick Bosa coming up, I, I mean – Nick Bosa's he's he's maybe the best defensive player in football, and he's extremely important to that defensive scheme in which they play out there. So I would expect him to be getting a deal here soon of, I don't know, Mike, highest paid defensive player ever. I mean, I really think that's where we're going with Nick Bosa. He's going to one up his brother Joey Bosa and and uh, T.J. Watt. I would expect really when all said and done. Yeah, I agree with you, and I'm surprised he hasn't gotten the deal yet. He's uh, overdue, and I, 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 with each passing day, I'm more surprised they haven't done it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we return, today's draft, the biggest winners from the Aaron Rodgers trade. We'll do that next here on PFT Live. Be careful, Sauce. Don't put your private text exchanges with Aaron Rodgers up on the screen. But at least Aaron Rodgers didn't say to him, nice try, lose my number. He did respond to Sauce Gardner, uh, and Sauce sent a picture of the cheese head that was worn at Lambeau Field. Rodgers said, why do you still have that? Sauce says, I envisioned this. I knew it was going to be a chance you become a Jet. I'm waiting for you to become a Jet so I can burn it and we can win a Super Bowl together. Would be a pretty sick story wouldn't it indeed it would all right biggest does he have wait hold Rogers on does he go? have 162 unread texts up there is that what that said too geez holy cow come on we'll get on your game that's there. sauce gardener i i read my, i can't let that number st- i have to know what's going on because it just keeps getting deeper and deeper yes. i always check my texts. i always clear that number it drives me crazy if it's anything more than zero yeah no i'm, I'm with you there anyway. i'm the same way it would stress me out all right biggest winners of the aaron Rodgers trade oh well, i'm gonna go with like just the obvious right off the bat you know, and, and, you know, Woody Johnson, I'm going to throw him some love there. Got it done. Made it happen. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Getting some money. He's ma- selling those tickets. He's selling, selling those, those jerseys. The Jets are selling the number those one hot thing dogs. talked about right now. They're going to be on prime time a bunch this year, like you talked about. So I'll, th- and, and, you know, of course he looks like, Hey, I'm the guy, I'm the man right now. Look, Jets fans, I'll bring whatever we need to do to, you know, win here in town. So Woody Johnson winning right now. I'm going to say Brian Gutekunst. We talked about this earlier, but he's the winner. They get a second-round pick that easily becomes a first-round pick next year, a second-round pick this year, two spots higher in round one this year, all for a guy that was never going to play for them ever, ever, ever again. Not a bad day 
for Brian Gutekunst. No, that, exactly right. I, I thought about taking him number one, too, right? And then he doesn't have to talk about it anymore or do anything. I'm going to go with Jordan Love just because of the thing you just said there. It's finally over. It's finally in your rearview mirror. You don't got to worry about it anymore. You don't have to worry about will he still be on the roster and show up at minicamp or something like that. It's all it's, – it's your show now, big guy Jordan Love. And within that, why you're a winner, because of like the reasons you just said too. Hey, they got you some some assets here. Uh, more more than likely, you know these three picks that they got in the you know what is it the top forty two, top forty five, whatever it is there, uh, they're going to be able to help you out. So Jordan Love was definitely a big winner yesterday. I was going to say head coach Robert Sala, but I don't know how much of a win it is for him because the pressure is going to be. Higher than ever, if you don't win with Aaron Rodgers, it's not Aaron Rodgers' fault. It's your fault. But I'm going to say Nathaniel Hackett, Ah. the offensive coordinator, the guy who was the failed one-year coach of the Denver Broncos, and everybody's down on him. He gets his buddy back from Green Bay. They have a great relationship. They have a great rapport. And if this goes poorly, who's going to blame Nathaniel Hackett? If it goes well... Hey, he gets to go coach another team again for one year and then get fired. So, congratulations, Nathaniel Hack. Oh, well, thank you. That was a nice cherry on top for him there. That was very nice of you to put that there. <laughs> but agreed. Making sure you're paying attention. <laughs> agreed. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, I, I was going to pick him too. You, know, you, you said it right. And I was going to say, damn. I mean, yeah, he, he was in danger of you know having to play Zach Wilson, and who knows what would have happened there, right? And then just the the criticism from the Jet fans and all of that. I think the last one I go here with. Um, and, and we're good, right? I can do this. Yeah, uh, is I'm gonna go Garrett Wilson. Do it. It's 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 low hanging fruit, but of course Garrett Wilson. He's the best receiver on their football team. He's got the potential to be one of those guys that's at the you know leaders in the NFL as far as receiving yards. And now you got Aaron Rodgers throwing you the football. It's of course going to increase your play and your stats and everything. I'll go Matt LaFleur. We talked about it earlier, but ding dong, the witch is dead. He no longer has to tiptoe around Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have to mediate this mess between the front office and the most important employee of the entire Green Bay Packers incorporated organization. And he can just coach. He doesn't have to adjust. Jordan Love's going to do whatever Jordan Love is asked to do by the coaching staff. Matt LaFleur finally, finally gets a chance to run the team the way he sees fit. And I think the Packers are going to be better than expected. I agree. I would take that bet for them to win the division at those odds. And as I said earlier, I think it's more likely to see them in the Super Bowl than the New York Jets, but I am hoping it is both. Jets, Packers, please, football gods, come through for us with Jets, Packers, Super Bowl. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. We'll wrap up this Tuesday edition of PFT Live right after this. Here's a game that I had never seen until our most recent commercial break, and I love it. And it is used as the metaphor for all the various feelings and emotions of Jets fans. Wait, hey, don't do the Wingo report. He was right. He was right all along. He was just six weeks premature. Uh, sauce burns and cheese head. There it goes, Chris. Pat McAfee show appearance. Is that going to be the one? Oh, no. And then finally, random Monday afternoon. It wasn't quite random, but we'll take it. That's when it sticks. Aaron Rodgers. I want to play that game. I want to play that game. Put down the phone. Don't play the app on the game. 
that you know on the phone, all that stuff like your kid does with your phone and PS5 or Xbox. I like that old school game. I got to go get me a steel bar and a bunch of plastic hangers. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's not bad. You're right. I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be that exciting. There, I like the video and all that. Right. I I don't know. Like with those, like how many of the, how many times did it take them? Really. What I want to know, how much was edited out of there? How realistic is it to get it to hang on? I got to feel it out. So you play first and then tell me how it goes, and then I'll go from there. For now, first, I'm going to stick with Jenga and first, stuff like that. <laughs> you got to hit You got to hit the bar with the hook to get it to even spin. Right. That's what's amazing. Yes. So I, how many tries did it take for that to happen? I, I um, don't know. I don't know. But that is like, hey, it's one. By, by the way, yeah. by the way, what? by the way. By the way, look, I, 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 got, I got enough issues, but Wingo's doing a victory lap yesterday. He was six weeks off. It wasn't done. He in said it was bag. done six weeks ago. In you the bag, can't Wingo do called a it. victory lap six weeks later. He's been six doing... weeks. All right. He still broke it. Good for he Trey. He said it was done. <laughs> he said it was done. It wasn't done. That was done. Anyway, I was just having some fun. Not as much fun, though. Don't wear your white sweatshirt tomorrow. To I'm going to get one. on that right away. I got a black one just like it. All right, wear it tomorrow. tomorrow. Change it up. Day. Thanks See for ya. watching or listening. Or- Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.